Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have the amazing Stephanie Dufresne. Stephanie is an actor. She's a dancer. Uh, she's worked all around the world. She studied in Holland. She's been back here recently at the Bow Street Academy for screen acting. And you're most likely to see her, I think this is fair to say, on the gate stage this time last year in their Christmas production of The Red Shoes, where Stephanie played the lead character of Karen. She was absolutely incredible. That one was directed by Selena Cartmel in her debut season. And what Stephanie has to bring uh, to the stage is, is kind of amazing due to her uh, unbelievably strong uh, background in dance uh, as well as that she's a beautiful actress she's no stranger to the screen either as I mentioned um, coming from that uh, Bow Street background she's worked with unbelievable people including Jim Sheridan there and as well as that she's starting to develop her own projects which we talk a little bit about on the podcast and um, it's kind of just amazing the way in which she marries both of her crafts into this uh, one amazing hodgepodge of uh, art and it's really beautiful the way she talks about it too during the chat so I think you're really going to enjoy that. In other news, uh, what a response to our 100th episode. Kind of incredible um, to be um, at that landmark. Uh, I mean, if you had told me, I guess nearly two years ago, that we would be there, um, I guess maybe I would have believed you, but it just doesn't feel like it's come along that quickly. And especially the fashion in which we've done it. Like, I mean, one of the things I'm most proud of is we've never missed an episode. And um, it's so amazing. We have such a solid base of listeners now. I mean, our numbers are like, are are really, they're kind of just there. Um, It's amazing. You can even tell like the, the various demographics like you know where people in the world are listening to like so it's kind of amazing we've got this bunch of diehard fans um, and I'm going to have a little bit of news about um, some ways um, that personality bingo is uh, going to be evolving as well over the next over the next while but um, it's so amazing to have a hundred behind us and again I guess just a massive thank you to you guys for listening and as well it would be totally remiss of me not to thank um, as always the amazing Erin Lindsay um, uh, the boss woman our producer who mixes edits and uh, um, does everything production really for us so we're so blessed to have her I am so blessed to have her uh, so thank you as always Aaron, and also to the brilliant Taz Kelleher who was with us for so long at the start of um of our epic voyage uh, through the world of Irish podcasting um, so thank you so much Taz too and as well to Leah Moore and Anthony Manley for their brilliant theme music which has been accompanying us uh, over the last couple of years and to Conan Olin for his beautiful artwork which pops up on your screen every time a pop- podcast pops up a podcast uh, pods up on um, on those Sunday nights for us so um, yeah amazing to be at this point in the journey and look we've got so many more amazing episodes to bring you so many guests on, um, on my list of people People that I want to get in here. I mean, it's kind of unbelievable to think uh, of all of the untapped, um, untapped knowledge and, and experience that that, that we, we we've still got to go. So, uh, loads more to come from us. But look, guys, enough about that. Thanks so much for sticking with us this far. Please enjoy the wonderful Stephanie Dufresne playing personality bingo with Tom Moran. Stephanie Dufresne, ready to play personality bingo? Yes. All right, sweet. So a quick explanation of how it all works. I've got 60 minutes on the clock. I've got 60 balls in here, and I've got 60 corresponding questions. I've also given you five numbers in that sheet of paper. Would you do me a favor? Read out the five. 3, 18, 53, 17, 21. Nice. Do you know, I'm really looking forward to this episode because I really like your voice. Thank you. It's very nice. I'm scared. Over. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, I'm going to ask you yeah. uh, another favour, hopefully to alleviate your fear. You know, the way yeah. sometimes like like it's good like to do a task. Yeah. I'm going to give you a task. Pick okay, a number, cool, something great. between 1 and 60 that's not already there. Um, yeah, I know. I know what I'm choosing. What are you going to go for? 27. Any reason? That's my lucky number. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how did that develop? Uh, my uh, my mom is born on the twenty seventh. Uh, my mom, my parents were married on the twenty seventh of June, and then I was supposed to be born on the twenty seventh, but I was born on the twenty sixth. Oh, I carried that for a long time. So, but twenty seventh is my lucky number. You know, it's really interesting. I was talking to um, my mom about this recently, just about like the different ways in which you're born and how like that influences your path in the world. Oh, like deep. yeah, but as in like, so if you're like and early, you were right before your due date, like how has that influenced the way you are in the world? Some people might call that bollocks, but like it was really interesting no, for me. absolutely. Or like the time of year you were born in. Sure. Or like, um, I read this amazing book, um, I've forgotten the name of it now, I think, 
uh, I'll remember it, but it talked about um, apparently there's some crazy statistic in the States with national hockey leagues where like 85 to 90% of the players were born in January or February or March. Mm. And that's because going up the way it's called a cumulative advantage where if you were born in January, February or March, that means for when they were picking the team, you were slightly taller than the other kids and more coordinated because you were just slightly older. Mm. And they said that ricochets through life right up the way when you were like the month you were born in because if you're slightly taller more coordinated for when they're choosing uh the teams that means you look better to them even though they don't realize that the other kids are just younger and haven't had the same opportunity so yeah it does matter that yeah. shit matters i yeah. know i know yeah. it's bonkers and i should say that if all six of them numbers do come out that means the tables are turned you get to ask me any question in the whole wide world okay all right sweet let's yeah. give it a spin all right first out the gate we have number 18 do you have it yes you do? Yeah. Well done. Mm. You're so composed. <laughs> you don't give a fuck. It's great. I'm I like, love this it. This has never happened and this is rigged, Tom, surely. Uh, well, I mean, Six. like, I, I mean, um, Michael David whitewashed yeah, yeah. yesterday uh, and he was not Michael pleased about it. Oh, he didn't get any numbers? No, so I mean, you've oh, already shit be, all oh, over him. Oh, God. Oh, my <laughs> um, anyway. Here we go. Number 18. Uh, are there any things you do to stay healthy day to day? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, loads of things. Uh, I mean, I'm a dancer. Yeah, I have to be. So I have to be fairly. I'd be fairly conscious of that. But I would say more. Um, I'd say I do. I'd say I'm more actively concerned with of like staying mentally well. Mm. There's things I do um, every day to uh, try and look after that, like exercise mm-hmm. and like sleeping and like just being nice to myself. Um, what does that mean for you, being nice to yourself? I think it's the the internal voice. I have to like watch the internal voice. Mm. Um, a lot and that's like uh that's cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. you know um which what? i started doing eight years ago yeah cbt and um uh yeah it's just like co- a constant process i think it's a thing in dance as well i don't know if you find this with like sport or acting but um yeah dance is really bad like for your very your internal critic um because mm. it's like very perfectionist and stuff so um yeah so i've just spent a lot of time just being compassionate with myself and trying to just change that um narrative a bit what what was the narrative that was recurring when you started before you learned to catch them thoughts yeah i think it's like because in dance um and i did a lot of ballet it's always like you don't get positive feedback in dance generally Mm. like you you're told if you're doing something wrong and then otherwise you just assume it's probably okay but it could be better um and um i think (laughs) that's i mean in one sense that's amazing because it means that you work really hard but in another sense it's not really sustainable and it's uh, quite damaging so um yeah the voice was definitely like you're not good enough this isn't good enough uh you're not gonna yeah you know any anything uh along that spectrum so um yeah and that's hard to deprogram Mm -hmm. i think if you internalize it uh, from a young age and most dancers are dancing from very young age yeah and do you think that that happened because you danced or that you danced because that happened yeah that's a good question <laughs> like i i think um i think i was drawn to dance really intuitively and i loved it so much because it was challenging but i definitely am the kind of person i'm like a bit type a you know mm. so i probably was seeking out something that was a bit masochistic yeah and what's your relationship to cbt now what like yeah, um, well, I, I actually haven't, um, I have, like, a woman I see, I haven't seen her very much in the last year because she went off to have a child. Such a selfish so bitch. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> so shout out to Angela. <laughs> yeah, shout out. She's amazing. But anyway, so I haven't seen her much in the last year, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I really, um, I really love it. Yeah, like, I really, like, uh, just appreciate having that time to check in mm-hmm. every two weeks or month. Yeah, so definitely next year I'm going to, I'm going to go back, yeah. What would it be like if... Angela said she's not coming back to work. You need to find someone else. Like I, I'll find someone else. But um, you know, you're, I, I don't know. Do, uh, yeah, you go to therapy. Like, yeah, you build a relationship with someone. Totally. Uh, so uh, yeah, I would be kind of like, oh man, I just gotta contextualize this entire thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like I fantasize about what it would be like if I moved because I've been going to see this uh, woman for about four years four and a half years and this yeah, I, it's a good stretch yeah. yeah and i feel i feel i think the same feelings as to what you're feeling because i really identify with that like but then i wonder sometimes like w- w- because sometimes like i give out to my therapist sometimes because i'm like you're being too kind to me i'm like sometimes i i feel like she she's on my side too much and she thinks i'm i'm right there's all something the time. in there as well tom you wanna <laughs> yeah 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 no because i look at that no i, I say I, but i say it to yeah. her like I, I really don't filter myself with her i'm like i feel like yeah i'm not as 
I feel like I'm more wrong than than you, than you think I am. And she's like, no. She's like, how do you feel that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but sometimes I fantasize about what would happen if I was to move to someone else who was just getting a completely fresh perspective in me because I'm so different now to what I was four and a half yeah. years ago. I think it is good. Like she's. This is not the only. I I I've, I was seeing this woman for about a year. Um, and I had another person that I saw for like five years or whatever. And I do think your needs change in people. Mm. So like, yeah, I can. I yeah, I think if you kind of feel at a certain point, you're like, okay, I've kind of learned everything i need to learn from this person mm-hmm. yeah don't yeah. be afraid to like mix it up yeah we'll be scary though we'll be scary <sighs> Takes effort. all right here we go number seven do you have it no no worries number seven you're thrilled you're like afraid there i actually second. thought you did have seven it was and in my brain you were like oh no yeah i yeah. uh, don't want you I, I, of all people i think you'd ask a really challenging question yeah, I, i'd be coming for you anyway go on, go on. <laughs> uh, number seven what is an achievement you're most proud of um <laughs> probably Genuinely, Tom, do you drive? Not yet. Getting my driving license. I totally understand. One of the proudest moments of my life. And I have like, you know, I'm proud of a lot of things I've done, but like, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I'm in the middle of my lessons it's now. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, it took me a year and a half, three exams. Like that second time I failed it, I was upset. So, um, yeah, I'm really proud of It's also just driving is a really good example of something that you... I don't know, you, I could see it or feel it really clearly. I was like, oh yeah, I put work into this consistently over time and I it, and it works, you know? Like it's a really, it's like a microcosm of life. You mm. know, you just apply yourself. It'll be good. Uh, so yeah, very, now that said, <laughs> I was in Galway last week. I was really stressed. Um, I, I scratched the car twice and I bumped into the back of a woman in traffic in, in the space of three weeks. I had never had any incidents before. I've been driving for... Um, four years at this point but I was just my headspace was fried so it's uh it's tough and what what was it that your headspace was fried or was yeah. it like it wasn't to do it like practice or anything well no I, I, I genuinely think it was my headspace was fried because I was in Galway I was running this project and um yeah like I have trouble turning off like I'm, I was really wound up and I was driving I was probably in the car about two and a half hours a day because I was going from Kinvara to Galway and back and the traffic was just cack so like spending a lot of time in the car but also just not being i knew i wasn't present you know um so that's really bad but valuable lesson i guess but um i'm sorry dad and what like so we were talking a little bit off mike about just the fact that you have a project now that's your baby and that you're running as well as being like creatively involved you're also doing the running of a thing that involves like admin and practicality all that sort of stuff how does that make you feel what does that bring up when it happens uh stressed yeah stressed um how does it make me feel i went to this amazing physio um uh, on thursday i don't know if i mentioned it to you i didn't actually but he was um he's a physiotherapist and he was treating my body for my dance things and Mm. then at a certain point he started doing energy healing and i was like whoa what are you what are you doing he's like i'm energy healing and i was like oh no and i just like bald cried for like really? 15 minutes yeah and we had to have a chat after he gave me a hug he was amazing right but he did say to me um because i was running this project and they're my friends and i think they're amazing artists and i um take on a lot and i try i'm very concerned about their welfare and i think sometimes to the point where like i like wreck myself you know which isn't conducive to uh, sustainable work practices so um yeah he said to me balance and he said uh yeah you gotta just pull back a bit you know so did he like, so did he more from like, you know, like, he, so he was obviously like doing this physical healing, mm. but then because seamlessly of and like I've had energy healing, but I, and he, he's, uh, he's a really interesting guy. I won't say his name, but uh, he's fabulous. He's in Galway and he was treating me and uh, I was talking about headaches. And at a certain point he said, what's going on in your head? And I was like, what? I was, I was like, no, no, we're not going to talk about that there. Cause I was like, yeah, I came for a physio, you know, and I was like, we'll be here for a while. So um and then just and then he just like started some energy healing and i was like what are you doing he's like energy healing i was like oh no you know so obviously he just uh, i'd say he's fairly um qualified but obviously he just intuited that i needed energy healing more than body work Mm, people like that are amazing he yeah they're yeah 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 when you find them yeah i guess you have to be i would be fairly open to it anyway i wonder like other people who would go in and yeah maybe he read it or something but yeah he's a true healer Mm, mm, mm. all right let's give it a spin all right, here we go. Number 30. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number 30. What is your worst habit? Um, what do you say to this? Oh, I haven't thought about it in a while. My worst habit. It's <clears throat> a great question. It's a really good question. 
<laughs> Do I just compliment my own question Let's by accident? together. No, no. What is my worst habit? I mean, are you talking like um, I used to smoke? That's pretty crap. Mm. Did, you um, quit? did you quit? I did. How was that? About a month ago. Um, oh, that recent? Wow. Yeah, it's very recent. Mm. Um, it's fine. My problem is not quitting. My problem is staying off them. Mm-hmm. So there's. So I'm actually kind of in the danger zone at the moment, which I know, which is like six or seven I think I quit a, uh, longer ago than a month, but at the six or seven weeks, I started to go, oh, I don't have a problem with this. It's fine. And I have two drinks. I have a cigarette, and it's a slippery, slippery slope. So, yeah, I'm actually okay at quitting. Mm. It's just the stay. It's just the staying off it. You don't smoke. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Never have. I, but, like, I was always, like, I was thinking about this recently. I was thinking about the way my, like, parents parented me, and, like, they did a re- Whatever way they, they like, now, maybe it's just in my personality, but, like, whatever way they did it, like, I never fucked with drugs, and I never smoked great i didn't drink till i was 18 like i was really and it um yeah, yeah i was just thinking about it like uh, and i guess i would have been a bit more like people pleasing then so i think it might have been just as fundamental as that like you know they, they not that they took advantage of that but like they were no, lucky in the sense they had yeah. a, a kid who just kind of wanted to do the right thing yeah, yeah. but like you're kind of fucked if your kid just doesn't have that in them like because you can't like there's only so there's definitely there is only so much yeah that's you can true. definitely be a good parent yeah. but like whatever the fuck that means you know. No, there is only so much you could do. I mean, I think the parenting goes a long way. Like, let that be said. But uh, I do think you you just strike me as someone who probably wanted to, like myself, just very serious, wanted to do the right thing. So yeah. when did the smoking come into play? Yeah, I was 20. I was living in Holland, yeah. I mean, I'm an anxious person, so um, I think it was always going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it like it really does calm you down. Like, mm-hmm. temporarily, it makes you, it subdues your whole system. And also, it's something to do with your hands. And I'm like, I'm not great in social situations, so like... And I don't drink that much, so it just gives me something to do. Yeah, so I was about 20, uh, which is kind of late, but um, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I, that's not like, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting because I always remember one of the things that my folks said to me growing up was, because my mom used to smoke, but she like mm. her excuse was always like, but we didn't know it was bad for you. However true that is, I'm like... I'm not She's not wrong, yeah. I know. They all smoked. Sure, my grandmother smoked. Like Both my grandparents smoked, yeah. When they were up till they were like 30 because they were telling them it was fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's such a weird thing that we like decided we were going to breathe smoke like dragons. It's, But it's also, and I think this is the thing I miss about it, it is also somehow kind of ancient and primal. I mean, Native American smoke, you know, so it's this idea also of being around the... Because I used to smoke rollies. I don't, I'm not mad about like, the straights, but something about the act of taking a moment mm. and it's... Such bullshit. I mean, no, you're selling it to me. No, no. I, which is the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm no, like back. the ritual of that it is, is kind of gorgeous. It is something very primal about it. So uh, that's what I miss. Yeah. Nothing else. I, 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 I'm blanking on. I didn't come in here with like an internal hat on me, so I'm, I'm I can't think of like my worst habit. I definitely have. Do you know what I've I've started doing now? I, I got into this really good thing where, um, so I was like craving like something sweet in my life and i got so then i was like oh there's these lovely like chocolate rice cakes or, or, yeah. no yeah yeah, okay, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. um like literally like yeah. taste wise and uh, there's these lovely like chocolate rice cakes mm. and i was like they're pretty they're pretty fine like rice cakes a little thin layer of chocolate it's gonna be fine Dark chocolate yeah but like i've been like upping my like i used to like have like two and now like it's like four and and it's a pack of six and like i, I know the next step is that the pack's gonna be guy i feel like there's like they're basically air yeah. yeah it's very funny though like i was talking about this with another friend the other day and um we were just talking about like because his body his metabolism is incredible he's mm. the slimmest man and like he eats so much food a lot of it's not healthy like he should be like a big guy it's metabolism though yeah yeah it's unbelievable like and yeah. I don't have like as in like like I'm like slim now but if I don't mind myself at all like I, I will be fat like I, I am like I am like a fat person who's not fat does that make they're sense they're my favourite kind of people I just give, feel like it gives people a gentleness when they have that you know I don't know yeah I don't know I, I, yeah. just, I, I have the potential to be like do you though? Have you been like? Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, yeah, I was like, uh, commas here. yeah. I was, I was really fat, and and which was fine, but I just didn't suit me. I didn't like it. It mm. made me feel like just internally, I I was really self conscious about yeah, it. Yeah, weight is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it mu- and must be mm. as a dancer as well because obviously you're so in your body. Yeah, I just find it really interesting. Full stop. I think it was probably because um I'm half American and my um my grandmother was really overweight um her whole life and um I think growing up um. I think weight is like kind of the final taboo or something. Actually, how we talk about weight and how we treat people who are overweight is like 
really kind of terrible. And I think we'll only realize in retrospect because there's all this these statistics about weight in the States about like how in the 19, um, the casting director told us this in Bow Street one time, in the 1930s or 40s, they incentivized putting cornstarch in food in the States to, to boost the industry. But cornstarch is basically sugar. Mm. So anything that was cheap that people needed to buy had cornstarch in it, which is like crack essentially, just putting calories on your body. And then there's these other statistics about depending on how many calories your mother consumes when you're um, in utero, there's like a very, very high chance that you will be overweight. So there's, so I just think weight is like sold to us. Um, and I see this in dance as well as like, a, as like a personal flaw, as a discipline issue that somebody that you can't control your weight, whereas actually it's a much broader socioeconomic problem. So I'm just very compassionate. I just, I just think we sometimes we're mean to people. Oh, we're fat. Yeah, you, no, we completely are. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, like as in, I don't think I've ever been mean to someone because of their weight, but like I have to like internally catch yeah, myself being yeah. mean to people. Like I never will say anything, but I catch myself judging people for it. their weight all the time. Like I, I, mainly because I do it to myself twice yeah, as bad. Which is, which is yeah. But that's like, how that works. but like it's it, it, it you can like I don't know maybe it, whatever it is in like humans like you can you kind of feel like you deserve it so, you know on some level. But like when you catch yourself doing it to some like other human yeah, soul and you're terrible. like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and and also in dance, you know, because dance is no more so than acting i suppose but it's a different i guess um is an aesthetic art form so it is about it's important how the body looks but then simultaneously my job is to move i i i've always felt that as a dancer my job is to move well as opposed to look good moving well mm-hmm. um and i tried to like internalize that rather than the other way because dance is like toxic mm. you know and if you're like dancing as much as dancers dance anyway you're not like i've been i'm 56 kilos i've been 56 kilos for 15 years really that's how much i weigh yeah and that's and there's been periods where i've like tried to actively kind of control what i'm putting in my body more and there's been periods where i haven't danced for months and i haven't and it's i'm just 56 kilos so Mm -hmm. which is great i guess like that's you know but uh yeah i just try to again it's i suppose just being compassionate with yeah your body yeah it's amazing how hard that can be though isn't it so hard we know that's the right thing that's it yeah and it's like hmm, yeah easy all right let's give it a spin here we go. Number seven. That already came out, did it not? I'm confident it did. Oh, that's because I said number. That's so weird. What did you? I don't know what I did. I think I must have just put it back on the, the oh, that's rack. Cute. Yeah, sorry about that. Little, yeah. uh, I don't think that's ever happened. I think that's the first time in the history of personality <laughs> bingo. We have to start again now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, number 52. Do you have it? No, I have 53. <laughs> no worries. Number 52. The question is. Uh, what is one thing oh, this is kind of this question in the context of a conversation this question sounds horrible <laughs> what is one thing you wish you could change about yourself oh god you do a lot of these questions it's interesting Tom I don't think about what is one thing I wish you could change about myself what was that thought that was interesting I do a lot of what, how would you you uh, do a, um, um, just interesting questions about habit or like how things I would change about I haven't really thought I just maybe haven't thought about tried to think about myself objectively from the outside like mm. that for a while mm-hmm. um what is one thing i wish to change about myself um i guess i wish i'm always working on trying to care less about um probably what people think but maybe also i am really driven and sometimes i wish that would just calm down a little bit because mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i'd be happier i don't know i'm like I used to have this recurring dream um, that I was trapped in the top of a high-rise building and it was, or elevator in a high-rise building and the, the building was gently tipping or falling over. Um, and my therapist said it had to do with over-ambition, like too, needing to go, yeah, like impatience in a way as well, needing to go too too high, too fast. And like that is uh, very true to me. I'm just like, I, it's hard for me to appreciate where I am because I'm constantly like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. faulting to the next place. Uh-huh. So, yeah, sometimes I wish I was, uh, yeah, just a little bit less driven. Like, I, I'm going to get my birth chart done, but I, so I'm a Cancerian. We're going into horoscopes now. Mm-hmm. But my moon is in Leo and my ascendant is in Leo. And apparently those two things are conflicting because a Cancer is like a very homebody, um, emotional, sensitive person. And then Leo is just like pride and performer and ambition and stuff. Mm. So I do think that those two facets of me sometimes are at odds yeah i've gotten more and more like interest i don't really understand yeah. anything to do with the horoscope but like i'm a taurus oh i wouldn't have thought that yeah oh yeah why what what does i guess i would just think like strong and probably stubborn like a bit um pig-headed or something but you do strike me as very 
flexible and adaptable. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's funny it's, but it's, I mean it's not know, but yeah like, no it's yeah. not it's not that's probably not my I have to I have to work on that like my my yeah. instinct is to be like no I, I don't I don't know I'm definitely stubborn yeah. but I, I think <laughs> but like I want to say but I'm only stubborn when I'm right <laughs> like you know what I mean <laughs> which is probably the most Taurus thing to say I don't know that much about Tauruses to be fair yeah. but yeah yeah I am kind of in, I don't know I'm, why am I into horoscopes I'm pretty holistic it's all yeah yeah well I realized that about myself recently like as in and it, it's a weird thing to say but like I am just more interested in people who are interested in themselves like, like people who go and like do therapy it's not that I like encourage mm. you in therapy I'm just interested in people who are interested in themselves because I find that so like and, and I think that's maybe what you're identifying in the pattern and the questions like mm. I'm just really interested in like how people live their lives where they find meaning and how they fucking get Sophie. through it all mm. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so what do you think would happen if you were if, if that ambition within you was to be yeah, um, dulled a little bit yeah I, to be honest I think I'd probably be uh, better at my job mm. I, I do like um, I don't know. I just think there's like I suppose I'm getting I'm 28 like sort of as as you get older because I was like very very driven. I mean I you know like dancing obviously demands a certain level of like kind of obsessive um, obsessiveness and I went away um, to study very early and you know it just it takes a lot. So I've definitely kind of softened the last couple of years and I just sort of want to be happy, Tom. Like mm-hmm. I don't really I just want to have a nice a life around around um dance and acting which um i don't think i ever really thought about before mm. the last couple of years what what is the relationship between dance and acting for me mm-hmm. um well i always uh i always acted um my mom uh, was an actress and like we when we when i was growing up in Kavara, we'd do um uh, like pantos and stuff and i would have done a lot of speech and drama and i would have done the musicals in school and stuff and um then what happened was I when I was like 14 or 15 I saw these two dance shows and I just became like completely consumed by it and that just took all I just like went straight into that so then I went to Holland to a conservatory to study dance because I knew I wanted to get as good at that as I possibly could and then I started working in the UK actually and I think it was when I started working in the UK that I started getting gigs where I was singing or talking or both and I was like oh yeah I remember this and I actually had really what was happening as well I was going out with a, an actor at the time and I was seeing him do stuff and I was like I could definitely do this so uh, then I came back to Ireland and I went to Bow Street and I spent two years in Bow Street which was unreal and um, so now I try to like my own work um, definitely fuses all of that stuff like actually the bursary I just got from the Arts Council was to research poetry and dance so I was trying to find all the different ways you could integrate text with movement because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm into in a way that is not musical theatre like not that I have a problem with music with it, but like is, yeah, just different. So, um, yeah, so I try to balance the two, but at the moment I'm doing a lot of dancing. Mm, yeah. Mainly, yeah. Do they feel like they come from the same part of you, I guess, artistically? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they do. Like, um, I mean, because you do a couple of different things as well. Yeah. Like, and it, I think it all feeds the other thing. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I guess they fulfill different parts of me, but like definitely my sensibility has been really shaped by starting in dance, especially contemporary dance. Um, and words are sometimes hard for me, which is why I went to screen acting as opposed to, uh, and I have done theater since, but, um, yeah, I, f- I, I mean, I said this before, I, I feel like you, it's easier to lie with words. I think it's really hard to lie with the body. Mm. I think everything you need to know is in your body and it, and we're constantly giving away tells about what's going on. And so for, to me, it's some, sometimes the purest form of expression. So I think, a lot of my acting as well really starts uh, from the body. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Okay, fascinating. All right, let's mm. give it a spin. Okay, here we go. Number 60. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number 60. Oh, this is kind of nice. This is a silly one. What's the worst date you've ever been on? The worst date I've ever been on. Oh, God. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't, like, I've had some, like, wonderful dates. I don't, I can't. No, I'm not surprised at that answer because I reckon you'd be very, like, <laughs> good because yeah. you're a good conversationalist yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah really like I love meeting people like that's the thing because I, I don't I don't know if you've done tinder but I was on tinder for like yeah actually a while but like I did a couple tinder dates and uh, they, it was great because you're just meeting people you wouldn't normally meet um like of course they're not all like the loves of your life but uh, yeah no I love chatting to people yeah what was your barometer for um choosing to go on a tinder date with someone like when when did that when did you realize that that was like a, a, a or an a 
Yeah, I am. Um, it's funny because I can't believe I'm talking about this and I hope my parents don't listen to it. But um, I there was twice in Tinder that happened to me that I saw someone's profile and I went that that guy, that guy right there, that guy. This is very, this is the guy. And I one of those people, uh, nothing ever. I don't know. didn't match or something. And then the other person I ended up dating. So, really? like, yeah, I really just knew from six photos or whatever. And then everyone else I saw around that. It was just like a. You know yourself it's like an experiment you're like uh i'll give it a shot but um i i was surprised those two times i was like it is actually amazing how much you can tell from six photos mm-hmm. if they're and then the other thing is like that person obviously was, had accurately represented themselves that happens a lot on tinder as well <laughs> happened to me twice or three times man that i met people and i almost walked past them because i was like that's yeah yeah that's really bad uh, well, yeah, I've talked about this before in the podcast, like, but I have like a real problem with that when people do that. Like, I think so it's, it's it's a really bad start. It's yeah, a, yeah like I yeah. I think like I think that should be illegal. Like, it's I, so bad. Yeah, it's no, really it like because yeah. like as in you're you're signing a contract of superficiality by being on Tinder in the first place. So if you disobey that, you're really just like fucking the whole thing up. It's just the wrong foot. I mean, what you want is for you to arrive and you're better looking than the photos. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we should just moderate it properly. But again, I haven't done that, and I haven't done it in like probably two or three years or something I found it, I did find it tiring after a while yeah I don't know if you're still doing it uh, yeah right now I am I have, but I haven't been on like any Tinder dates since I've been back on it because I haven't been on it very long it just takes a lot of effort like yeah yeah I know I know it, it and it doesn't make sense all the time and sometimes it makes me feel bad like I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm like this does not suit me yeah. um, is you really sensitive as well and like my mm. thing is I would meet people and I'd have a great time but I'm I know in the first 30 seconds if I fancy you if I don't fancy you and that but then I will end up spending, even if I don't fancy them, two and a half hours with these people and talking about their parents and their upbringing and stuff, which is great. But I'm like, that's all, you know. Like, yeah, yeah but that's what time. I mean. Like, I, I would like, because I like, uh, like any of the, mm, I don't know if I've ever had that off a Tinder day. I don't think I have. But like, that'd be my instinct to do that. But like, sometimes I'm being a little bit genuine here. But sometimes you can tell, like, someone just does not want to play that game or like play ball in that way. Like, they don't want to go past, like, they want to, you know, keep it boundaried enough and I don't really have I mean you could say don't have great boundaries I like my boundaries but like hey if they're working for you that's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. I'm I'm really interested in like the truth and who you really are yeah, like, no, I can't, I can't, like, yeah. and I'm not too interested in like what, yeah, what you, you do, do. <laughs> like, you know? and I am of course I am like if someone's like a teacher I think that's fascinating yeah, yeah. or whatever but like I, I don't like if someone is in finance like I don't really know how to engage you in that level and I'm, I'm really sorry like I, I, I don't and I'm not that interested actually that's how am I going to frame this so I don't say anything bad? But that I, I've been on the worst date I ever had was something you're describing there where I met someone who really was not passionate about what they did mm. and wanted to know all about what I did. And that for me is like, I'm just like, boop, 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 boop. No, can't, can't do this. No. Yeah. Because I'm like, what we do is, I'm like, you know, it's a huge part of our personalities or whatever. It takes up a large part of our life. So when I meet someone who's like, oh, yeah, I just know it pays the bills. And I'm like, okay, no. Yeah, what, what what's your relationship to dating people like within the creative industries versus not? Um, like I, um, my thing is always uh, I want to be with someone who is really passionate and engaged with what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't care what that is. If like if if I meet them and they're mad about because like my sister's um uh, <laughs> she's a space systems engineer. Whoa. Yeah, she's and and she loves it man yeah. she's obsessed like if you and when you hear her speak about engineering it's how i speak about dance in a way but it, they're completely different forms so um i don't i think in some ways it would be lo- probably lovely to meet someone who's not in the creative industries but i've always been with people who um somehow were creative in an aspect of their of their of their work yeah what about you yeah um i i think I sometimes I frame it in the sense of like who I think I'll end up with, not that that's mm. a, or if I'll end up with anyone, I don't know. Mm. But like, um, I imagine they probably will be because I agree. Yeah. Like, it's such a cli- well, it's not even a cliche. It's just something that we all say. Is like mm. it is like someone being passionate about the thing is so mm. attractive. Yeah, yeah. It's and like so someone good. being good at what they do, like that's another thing. Like, mm. have you ever been with someone and like you're kind of like, I kind of think you're shit at what you do. Like, have you ever like that? That doesn't work. That's not gonna work. It's not gonna work, and that's terrible. But like, it's actually because it's so fundamental to you know you and like them, and it's huge. Yeah, like your relationship to work in a way is massive. Like, there's a a saying: how you do anything is how you do everything. So Mm. I think also to be an artist somehow is, it's not just the job. It's not just checking in nine to five. Now I do a bit of dancing. It's like the entire way you approach life is with this guise of trying to 
make meaning, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. that's so true. I so believe that. Like everything. Like and my mom will say this about when I was a kid. Like, like I was, I've always been like that. Like if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do the fuck out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a phrase from where I'm from: "Full ducker, no dinner." <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that. I, I, I really like <laughs> yeah. it. Like and I kind of like. It's like go big or go home. Exact yeah. exact same thing. <laughs> um, it's just the, <laughs> the Dumboyan the version of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like it, it's so true. Like everything I do. Like even we were chatting about like the podcast. Like mm. I remember one week Alan who runs the the network and um. Just like, gosh, you're coming up to 100. And I was like, I know. And he was like, um, and I, I, I was trying to like stockpile some episodes because I wanted to go away to Donegal. And he was like, God, you're in here all the time at the moment. And I was like, yeah, I just, I really need to to get them so I can go away for a while. And he was like, you know, you could just miss a week. And I was like, but I couldn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Because if, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, and yeah. I get really mad when like I subscribe to a podcast and they take a week off. I'm like, oh my God, I know. That wasn't it's the like, deal, man. Yeah, no. And it really like, you become very dependent on them or something you oh. know if i yeah I, I have a probably an unhealthy attachment <laughs> to my podcasts yeah yeah it, no it's, yeah. it's weird like you were just saying like you feel like you know the person yeah 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 and you, they're like your friend yeah do you know what i had a really interesting experience i don't know i think you'd love it by the way it's mm. called you made it weird it's um with a comedian yeah <laughs> that wasn't a statement about you your face lo- i love it i was like yep <laughs> um yep. but they kind of talk about like um it was originally framed as comedy, sex, and God, but it's kind of Amazing. more like creativity, spirituality, and love is mm. like um, that's my little fab bit bitchy uh, like translation of it. But they, um, but it's really been so like it's been going on for maybe like six years, and like right. uh, it's really interesting to see how the host has evolved. Like and like when he started, he was like an up and coming comedian, and then he had a talk show before Conan, and now he has a HBO, amazing, uh, like mm. TV series, like on its third season. But it's really interesting and like evolved in ways I love, and evolved in some ways I'm like, oh, I, I kind of miss the old oh, Pete, you know. know. And it's, yeah. but it's really interesting to be like, well, like that's just how fucking human beings go, isn't yeah, it? It's time, yeah, yeah, it's time, and uh, yeah, I have the same. I had you know one podcast I really liked, and then one of the hosts left, and I loved her, but then she went and made her own podcast, and yeah, it's all changing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, do you ever listen to Guys We Fucked? No, it's really good. That sounds, yes, it's really good. They basically like I, I, I actually don't. Listen to that later. Oh, it's so good. There's some brilliant episodes. I've got into it recently, um, and it's just Guys very fun. It's just two uh, like New York um, <laughs> comedians, and they just talk about like lads they've been with, and they talk about like their sex lives at the moment, and they get guests on to talk about. <laughs> Like just like everything to do with sex, like from losing your virginity to like the best sex you've had, the worst sex you've had. Amazing. Like masturbation, whatever it is, it's just so interesting. Unreal. Unreal. They're they're so good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's give it a spin. Yeah, go. Um, Here we go. Number nine, Javis. No. No worries. You see, you're getting cranky now. You you started so strong. Yeah. Number nine. Do you have a favorite quote? Hmm. One uh, I've been thinking a lot, lot about lately and especially just finishing that period of research um, mm. that came up before I started it was um, nobody knows how to do anything until they have to. Which I just think is great. Because mm. like, um, yeah, you spend loads of time. Uh, that, I mean, I'm sure that's just a thing. Is like people, I spend loads of time going, oh, I, d- I wouldn't know how to do I, I don't know how to do that. You know, um, I wouldn't know how to do that. And then you're just like, no, Steph, just figure figure out a way and uh, nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to, it's hard to especially like one thing I was thinking about recently I don't know what your thoughts on it are one of the most shocking things um, that like politically Ireland have done over the last five years from my point of view was when we voted to not raise the age of like the presidential candidates to 35 or sorry it is 35 now and we voted to like get rid of it so you could Lower just be it. like an 18 year old I think mm-hmm. I could not believe when that wasn't passed just because of like how like liberal and progressive like this country like absolutely is like it's unbelievably so mm, like in mm. terms of like in world politics yeah i agree with you yeah i don't think ireland and irish people are very good at trusting youth and yeah. young people i feel like here um and and maybe this is biased and i don't know maybe i'm, I'm t- this is like part of a narrative that i've built in my head but i just don't feel like we're great at it. and i wonder does that feed in a little like cuz that quote is lovely because sometimes mm. I think we can like put it on ourselves You're like I wouldn't know how, yeah. how to do that but that's that. a very Irish thing it's like the self-deprecation and they're like oh I don't know you know like kind of limiting yourself and um, I think uh, yeah I just think you gotta I mean it's like you and the podcast it's like like just just try you know mm. just do it and then you learn amazing things you meet amazing people you're, you're always the better for it um, there's actually a version of that quote in um, The Departed and uh, I think Jack Nicholson says something like uh one thing I realized, kid, nobody's going to give it to you. You got to take it. And I think about that a lot as well. It's just this idea of just like, if you want something, just try, mm. you know. 
Yeah. What, 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 I hope this isn't an annoying question. Um, sometimes I say something like that. I'm like, that's very Irish. And I've been connect, uh, corrected a few times by people being like, no, that's just like human. Like, we, no. we like to do that. But like, you do not get Americans going, oh, I wouldn't be able to. No. I was going to ask, uh, you have that perspective of having kind of like both. The duality. Um, yeah. Oh my God, absolutely. What, like, what is that? What? Uh, tell me about that. About having the duality or? Yeah. What, what are your observations as having like that kind of like privilege of seeing both aspects um, of cultures yeah um uh like my kind of the irish american thing is like is kind of hard for me in some ways just in that um i came here when i was eight and um just people are forever i think because of my accent is just this constant like where are you from and i'm like kinvara and they're like where are you really from and i'm like kinvara you know and Mm. um in america i'm irish and in ireland i'm american it's a whole thing but I do think, uh, and we moved around a lot as a kid. We went from, uh, I was born in the States and then we went to France, we went to Holland and then we came to Ireland when I was eight and then I went back to Holland. So um, it makes you very, um, Alison and I are, I think, very adaptable. Um, in every sense, you just have to like kind of land on your feet and go assimilate. Um, but it also, I think I struggled for a long time with like, where am I really from? Where mm. do I feel like I'm from? And I feel so connected to Ireland. So, um, and that Ireland and America t- are really interesting because I think in lots of ways they are, so at odds with each other culturally um and like i think my mom experienced this when she went to the states in the 1980s was just like total cult you know you speak the same language and like there's so many irish people in america but like they're american now you know and um my father's american my mom is irish like uh they're americans are amazing (laughs) they're incredibly positive i mean we've had this conversation before about the states and like unnervingly positive mm-hmm. um and i think they're by and large they're they're good people but they are also this is a huge generalization but they're sheltered um and also they're you know the thing about the states is like my dad when he went to school every morning you stand up and say the put your hand on your heart and say the national anthem and sing you know yeah like you it's a whole thing like so they're kind of indoctrinated from the start to be like america's the best country in the world land of the free home of the brave whatever um, in a way that we absolutely do not have in Ireland. Like, we're very um, unassuming by comparison. So, um, yeah, it's a bit different. different. Yeah. That I, 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 can, I can hear that conversation in my head where someone's like, where are you from? Where are you really from? The really is just like, I can see it in a script just italicized. You know what I mean? And I'm like, ah! It's bad. It's bad. It's bad buzz. Um, and I feel like I just spend a lot of time kind of defending my irishness um but you know and then there's a sense in which as well like i feel so connected to ireland i'm very happy here and i I love this country so much and i sometimes i think that that's a privilege i get because i was sort of forced to try and figure out where i'm from Mm. um i think maybe if you grew up here your whole life you just you're just like well this is what it is and this is what i know whereas i've had um all these different experiences so i can say (laughs) objectively at this point this is where i want to be and I'm, i'm happy here so that's great what um what was my question? Oh, I had such a good one. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was talking about identity. Yeah, yeah. Ireland. Oh, yeah. What's your relationship to staying here or leaving here? It's kind of... Um, my sister's in the States. She's in California. Um, I was away for a long time. I was in Holland studying and then I was in the UK for about a year and a half. Um, I, like... Yeah, I love it so much here, but I'm just at a point where, and I needed to come home as well. I'd been away for like enough time and I missed my family and stuff. I just miss being, there's something about being home, you know, like even stuff like moving into a gaff and your parents can drive stuff down or whatever. You know, if you spend seven years abroad, every time you move, it's this new whatever. Mm. And there's no support system in that way. Um, But I do want, just wonder if I'm getting to a point in my career where this country can hold me, Mm. you know. Uh, and I do a lot of my own stuff, um, uh, like work-wise, but yeah, I don't know. What about you? How do you feel about living here? Yeah, really similar. Like, I've been actively trying to get representation in London. Mm. That's the thing I'm trying to do. Uh, it hasn't been successful so far, and I'm not sure if I'm being a bit, maybe like I, I don't know. I, I feel like, just similar. I just, lately I've become aware, like, like oh gosh, there's just not a lot of work. And I love making my own work too, and like mm. long-term where I really want to be is like writing and making television. Um, and like there's things that are happening here that like are mm. like positive in that direction for me. So 
it makes sense then. And like obviously, like, I'm always like a freelance like actor and mm. singer and voiceover artist mm. and all that. Um, and then I write all the time. But like mm. I can, so it's just that thing of like here I've I've found a way to like make a living as an artist, and I don't do another job right now. And I love that yeah. feeling. Yeah, and great. it's yep. really good. And I, but where. I always used to be like, well, you have to catch yourself when you're like afraid to like move. And like, I think I'm moving towards that element because like, what am I afraid of? Like moving somewhere else and kind of having to like, you know, take a job in a pub or in a call center or whatever. And then like start afresh and try mm. and meet new people mm. like an artist and stuff. And that's definitely scary. Yeah. So like, I think Certainly, I'm looking yeah. for that safety net of like having like a little bit of representation or something to go mm. over with or, that you know. Sense, yeah, I think, I think it's practical fear, but I just have to keep, I have to keep an eye on it myself yeah I think you just got to stay open but like I you know my mom moved to the states for my dad when she was 29 and then we moved from like country to country for fucking you know whatever 15 20 years after that she was just like boop 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 so um I think there's no uh, one thing I'm conscious in myself is like every so often you have a thought and be like no I'm here now and that's it and you're like it's not it you're 28 man <laughs> I'm just ready at any moment for things to change drastically yeah I know yeah so just I don't know Roll with it. Yeah. Stay flexible. Yeah, stay flexible. Yeah, stay loose. <laughs> Loosey-goosey. Uh, all right, here we go. Number 32. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number 32. The question is, what a lovely question. Sometimes it's very serendipitous, this machine. Mm. What is your proudest moment as an Irish person? It's adorable. Oh, God. Um, I don't think I've had it yet. And um, stuff is changing, right? um in ireland seismically kind of at the moment and i think um i don't think she'd mind me uh saying this but my mom was born in ranla in like a mother and baby home mm. and she was adopted illegally in the 1950s in ireland and i think that is all coming up in the last five ten years and i think that's huge and i think it's our job kind of as the next generation to like integrate what happened to women in ireland during that time so I, I don't know, that's not really answering the question in terms of proudest moment, but I do think we have a responsibility. Like there's, you know, even like the, the marriage referendum and, and the, I mean, maybe maybe the the um, the abortion vote, like mm-hmm. um, it just feels really important mm-hmm. that um, people of our age <laughs> feel like we're living in a country that um, is compassionate towards us and our choices and our needs. So, um, yeah, I do think... Um, I think like I have a bit of work to do around that um, and I think as a nation we have a bit of work to do around the stuff that happened mm. yeah it's really it's really interesting like um, this is I'm not making a comparison here but just as a parallel like you, I, I'm always so fascinated whenever I'm in Germany and you look at the way they because like the things that happened in Germany and like you know in greater Europe mm. and across the world during World War II were just so beyond comprehension but if you look at like how I mean, and the Germans are like notoriously just civilized and like like you know, amazing people in so many ways, but like they're kind of like this amazing way that they've like come to terms with like the atrocities that their like yeah. grandparents and their parents mm. like committed. Like I'm it's so interesting and like, you know, we kinda have to do that. Like it it's mm. not the same in our country, but like terrible, terrible things happened mm. and for a long time and no one said anything or, or mm. did anything and I totally understand why that is but it's really interesting now Yeah, I haven't really thought about that to be honest but mm. like how do we do right by them now yeah it's it's like a deep deep work and I guess um, maybe as a dancer it depends and I would be really interested in all this stuff about like intergenerational trauma or I, I do think that we carry the, the collective consciousness of that time uh, even I mean, even explicitly in terms of how we talk about women or how it's taken us this long to, to mm. pass that referendum so um, that's a good example actually Germany and the idea of how do you like move forward but also acknowledge uh, that, that that happened and hold the space and you know yeah it's it, it's really interesting as well with like I remember listening I think it was um do you know David O'Doherty, the comedian? Mm. I think it was him on that You Made It Weird podcast. It was mm. actually a really good one to start with because uh, I think they both get drunk and it's just very fun. Uh, but there, he talks about like the Irish countryside and we were talking about that off mm. mic as well and how you're so connected to the West Coast and like the Northwest for me. I mean, uh, to be honest, anywhere like over that side of the yeah, country is just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But like how we both really need that in our lives as well as like the city 
buzz and all of that wonderful stuff as well but like there's two sides to it and mm. he was talking though about like the trauma in the land from the famine and like yeah. the west coast like it looks it's just lived you know what i mean like yeah. it like it, it, it's lived such a life yeah. like the west coast has taken heroin you know yeah, what i mean yeah, and, yeah. and it's also run marathons you yeah, know that yeah, kind of no, way 100 percent. that's always what i've loved about the burn like because i come from canvara which is on the burn and i've always sort of described it as like a hard beauty like that is a tough place mm. it's bleak like like trees don't survive in the burn because the wind is too strong yeah. you know but it also means that the people there are shaped by this kind of resilience and just innate like doggedness and it's so beautiful and yeah that's one of the things i love most mm. about it yeah it's really it's really interesting so yeah like but i, I mean that it's fascinating like my mom was adopted as well mm. and like it, legally you know, or illegally uh legally yeah yeah she she was um born in london and mm. kind of shipped all over the place like but yeah as in and it's funny one of the things that's come up for me recently in therapy like my therapist in our last session actually was like you need to read this book it's like uh, so I can't actually remember the name of it but something about the body remembers trauma yeah, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk yeah. whoa you've done, yeah, have yeah. you read it yeah good yeah I have yeah yeah but it's it's, it's what we're just talking about there yeah it is amazing because he's the one of like the preeminent scholars on trauma and he studied it because he was working with uh veterans from the vietnam war mm. and uh, yeah it's just about it would really tie in with a lot of the stuff i do at dance and acting obviously about um yeah the, the where we hold that trauma and you know now they're doing the studies I, I don't think they've proven this but they're doing studies now on epigenetics which is the idea that you could inherit um trauma or and like i don't they haven't proved it but i just think it's fascinating yeah and i, I feel it like sense. i don't yeah, know I feel, you yeah. know i feel um, maybe because we had to do this I don't know I, f I feel I'm always trying to figure out where I'm from I think yeah I don't know I, I yeah I feel it so mm -hmm. right let's give it a spin yeah okay here we go number five do you have it no, no worries number five the question is as a child what did you want to be when you grew up um, I wanted to be a veterinarian and a dancer mm. yep yep and I um, I like a uh, <laughs> I got into UCD to do veterinary medicine and I deferred it for two years because I went off dance and I was like, I'll come back, I'll come back. Yeah. Just never came back, yeah. Interesting. Still love the animals though, yeah. I know. Yeah, I love them, yeah. Has there ever been any like dance shows with animals? No, but I did, uh, <laughs> I, did I did a Bank of Ireland ad uh, um, last year, this year, this year. And uh, uh, we worked with like 25 children and there was, there was dogs on set and my family had a puppy and uh, that was unreal and also great because I was like, Animals are so much better than children. I know they tell you like don't work with either, but like, yeah, don't work with children. Jesus, yeah, were they mental? It was chaos. It was chaos mm. because like I was supposed to have uh, three kids. Uh, my husband and I were very affluent. We kept moving from gaff to gaff. We like ended in Portobello. I was like, I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it well. Um, but uh, there must have been twenty five kids, and the kids we were working with, some of them were like two years old, and like you can't explain to two year olds that I'm that this is mommy's being paid or you're being paid and this is all okay and just don't cry like they were screaming it was adorable but like it was really fun yeah yeah what did you want to be when you were growing up footballer oh yeah i think that's like i think that's your first little heartbreak as a as a young man you just when you the day you realize like oh, i'm not going to be a professional footballer it's really interesting i went over to see my friend who is a professional footballer mm. in um we went to preston to watch him play last weekend and um yeah. yeah it was just mad like is in like you know that that lifestyle like is in because he you know he's his like work is totally i mean you can relate i'm sure in ways like it's totally dependent on his body if he gets injured like he has like because he, he he does have school behind him and i think he is oh, studying at the moment like which is rare Great. over there you yeah. know maybe he's very like he's got his head screwed on but just so interesting but yeah i wanted to be a professional footballer still do i'll, I'll mm. always only ever be a failed professional footballer and I know, and I know. <laughs> you know that no, way. No, but I and I definitely wanted to be um, a ballet dancer, like so. Mm. So I have I have the same kind of. Sometimes I hear classical music or whatever, and I'm like, <gasps> yeah, you know. Mm, I know. It's formative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's give it a spin. Um, okay, number thirty-six. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number thirty-six. The question is, it's such a weird. I'm sorry. The the machine is listening to us. Feeling it's Do you feel more comfortable in the city or the country? <laughs> It's weird. That is weird. It's on we the sheet. We literally just had this conversation. Yeah. Uh, do a, a countryside, 100%, over and over and over again. We had we talked about this earlier, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know how to exist in the city. I really like it, but, um, oh man, I just, I'm just not myself. Like, yeah, mm. I have to, and I think like the thing is I'm from 
I remember talking to a friend about this when I was in London and we were in Regent's Park or something. He was like, but look, he's like being all esoteric about it. He was like, feel the grass. And I was like, no, like I'm from the burn, which is like space, mm. space, space. So that gives you, when you look out at it or you walk and it just gives you, I don't know, I f- I, an internal space that I find really hard to maintain here. Yeah. yeah, I totally, I totally understand that. Like for me, I think that feeling, it's like, the difference between like yeah being aware like I love like walking along the canal or the Liffey like I love mm. that because yeah. yeah you're a little bit close but like when you're in the burn like you're just existing in it you're you're not yeah, you're not like finding it you're no you're in like it. part of it yeah you're part of it yeah and it's an amazing feeling oh, I miss it a lot yeah but I try to I go back to Kavar a lot and um, I do my stuff but yeah I do find it hard to mm. manage yeah okay let's give it a spin up oh. yep oh. here we go number thirty four do you have it no. No worries. Number 34. The question is, do you cry often? All the time. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if it is brilliant. Like, I mean, obviously, we're actors. You know, we cry. But um, I was doing the research last week and Laura Sheeran said, it wouldn't be a Stephanie Dufresne show if you weren't crying. And I was like, yeah, I just cry. I do cry all the time. Like, I'm just very sensitive and um, crying is good. Yeah. You know? When you was the last time you cried? Oh, sure. Fuck. Uh, I guess probably Thursday, last Thursday. So we're actually we're doing, we're doing all right. Yeah. No, that's not true. I cried last night. That's oh, <laughs> yeah. Because like little things will, not little things, it wasn't a little thing, but um, yeah, I am, I'm just very, uh, and I've gotten more emotional. I don't know if you find that as you're getting older. Mm. Just more. Like, yeah, and my mom is the same. My mom supposed to see stuff on TV and we used to make fun of her, make fun of her for it for years. And uh, now that's me. Something yeah. emotional comes out and I start crying. Yeah. And, and, and can you notice a pattern in what provokes tears or is it just life sadness yeah it's sadness um what provokes tears like uh yeah it's sad like sadness and overwhelm mm. yeah but like sometimes i'll cry if i'm happy mm-hmm. you know i'm just mm-hmm. like moved by it yeah mm. i don't know and are there like are there because i guess there's certain things i can get sad about and i know i won't cry about but like there's like cer- like what like like even i like i'm I'm not likely to cry, I don't think. Well, it's interesting. I won't cry, like, if I'm going through a breakup, I won't cry about a breakup. But, like, what I'll cry about is, like, a feeling of, like, abandonment or something. Like, I'll, like, I'll be able to, like, identify what That's it what it is. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, you know, it's, like, it's not it's not that. Like, or it's, like, like, dad stuff always makes me cry. Like, even if I see, like, good or bad mm-hmm. stuff, like, if I see, like, two men connecting that makes me cry like i like that's oh, that's a real thing for me wow yeah like i really but i'm aware like where I, or like if i see it someone triggers. like achieve their dream like in a movie like a friend whatever it is Aww. like that'll make me Aww. go i know what the things are you know yeah no 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 i haven't i haven't uh, applied this level of aware outsidedness to myself no um well i'm a soft like i'm a soft person I'm, like stuff will you know like that thing there if i talked about um Adoption, or if I talked about my family, or if I talked about you know, I'm probably gonna start crying. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So it's yeah. just, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like rolled next one's like, oh, what are your thoughts on adoption? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number fifty-nine. Do you have it? No. What are your thoughts on adoption? <laughs> um, have you ever? Oh, this is actually a bit of a dodgy question. I'm always conscious of this question, but I'll ask it. Give it, give it a whirl. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Uh, I guess the short answer would be no. Mm. Yeah, mm. no. But um, uh, I don't know if I should answer this. Fuck it. Um, I found a lump in my breast like about three months ago, right. and uh, went and got that tested, and it was grand. But I did have four weeks there where I was like, oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, what is this? Yeah, it's scary. Like, yeah, because you, you and it's funny that kind of stuff. Like, um. Like, y- I was like, no, 28, I can't have, I don't have breast cancer. You can't have breast cancer when you're 28. And then it's like every fucking magazine you open, you're like, breast cancer and you're 20. You know, like my story with whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I definitely, that, like, I had, like, yeah, four weeks there where I was like, okay, this is what's happening. How do I feel about things? Who am I? You know? And then, of course, when you find out everything's fine, fine, I guess. I don't I don't know. Um, It feels amazing. Yeah, and it gives you a bit of space to yeah. Know, yeah, think about it. But like things. it was a case where like they went and tested it and like Yeah, I had to go in for like, you know, you go into the 
matter and you sit in the waiting room with like 60 other women and some of them don't have hair and there's all these like daffodil posters everywhere and you're like oh my god daffodil posters that's, that's not everything what I, I needed to, to know yeah yeah so um uh no and he did a, he did a scan it was all fine yep yeah man i know i yeah i went into uh i i i, I don't know what i like I, i'm not a hypochondriac but like i just always have assumed i'm gonna have testicular cancer I don't know why. Oh. It's just my like default setting. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have very specific anxieties about things. Yeah, so. I don't know why. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, no coincidence to connect with my fucking genitals. Um, <laughs> the most important things. And I, I so uh, and I went to like, and it was one of them. It was like a bad movie because my doctor. Th- th- it's really funny. My um, surgery at home. They're two. They're a couple. Like it, they're two lesbians yeah. and they're amazing oh. and they're very sweet. And I, I've known them since the kids and I wouldn't give a shit course there was like one of them was was out and it was oh. this like beautiful young 25 year old yeah, med student English like, to, I yeah. was like of course <laughs> of course I considered making up something else I considered just telling her I was depressed just so I wouldn't have to pull down my trousers depressed. Oh. yeah 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 and um and it was absolutely nothing she, I think she's like what the fuck is wrong with you like so, no she <laughs> no she wasn't like but like uh, yeah but like that like I you know because you do like see like because yeah, you go through yeah, you go yeah through and like I don't I don't know if you like know this but like I'm like in men's toilets like in, in yeah. urinals like they'll yeah. have like you know Check yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. check yourself, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And um, so I do, because it's a good little mind. You're like, yeah, yeah. I should do that. And um, and then one time I just got it, like, because it's in my head already. So, like, any tiny thing. But, like, Des Bishop has this really good thing mm. about, like, have you heard his, like, bit on, like, he's yeah. like, it's just checking for, like, like a lump in it, like sack of lumps or whatever it is, like a ball in the back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not on like breasts. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to meet you there. Thank you. Yeah, no I really problem. appreciate you. Right, we've, yeah. <laughs> we've got time for one more. Uh, here we go. Number 55. No. Oh, I mean, it started so well. It started I'm Disgusted so by this. Well. I, just think, I just think you need to make less numbers, clearly. Or You're, you need to Or somebody get needs ones. to get... Oh, right, right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, we were talking about this with MD yesterday. Like, it should have happened by now, and it probably will, because we actually got through, like, a decent amount there. Yeah, we did. But, like, when it happens, like, it's going to be amazing. It's going to go down. It's yeah, that's be, true. That's true. Uh, if it happens, like, someone has got five. In episode two, I think India Mullen got five. But maybe it should be five. Yeah, I don't know. I just think maybe... Well, whatever. A hundred yeah. episodes. Yeah. And no one's ever... No one's like, done statistically. it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I bet, like, whoever does, like, God bless them, like, it'll be a lot of pressure and it'll just be, be pure. So much pressure. It's going to be chaos for you yeah. as well, like, because they don't have the questions. The I've always just assumed questions. someone's going to ask me about my penis size. I always just assume that's, <laughs> that's what it would be. That's not where I would go. But no, yeah. I know. No one would. But, like, that's what I think it's going <laughs> to be. How would you answer? Like, how do I'd you... tell the truth. <laughs> you... What is the truth? <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to win. You, you have to miraculously, you have to come back. <laughs> I... Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Pull, I can't like, and I actually, I actually would tell you, but like, I feel like I can't tell you this I know, one. I just feel like it's not like I don't think there's. Look, I don't know. There's not a gauge, surely, of like all penises are different. We can talk about this at length, but like, I am just <laughs> or lack of length. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess. All right. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. What? Well, we we done so well, and then it just descends <laughs> at the very end. Yeah. Uh, if you could give, <laughs> if you could give twelve-year-old you some advice. Oh. What would so it be? Sweet. Oh, God. Uh, I don't think I would give 12-year-old Stephanie advice. I think I'd just give her a big warm hug and mm. tell her it's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can give advice. Do you think you can? Like, I don't know if I would have listened. I just got to yeah. figure it out. That's a great point. Yeah, I think Yeah, I, I think what I would have wanted at that age is I always had these weird fantasies of, like, there were certain people in my like if I if I met you when I was 12 for example well like if you were your age now right and mm-hmm. like I was 12 right like uh, or I'd like to think if I met me like I would have these fantasies of being like I'm gonna like ring them and tell them about my problems like because I never felt I had anyone I could actually talk to about my my, my shit yeah. or what was going yeah. on like maybe that age That's is a, a little bit point. early That's but like point, yeah. I think I would like rather than advice like my advice would be like Anything that you're just feeling like dodgy about, like just come and just yeah. say it to me, and I'll, I won't even I won't even give you advice on it. That's really good. I'll just listen because, like, I realize this about myself, and maybe this is a bit of narcissism. I don't know, but like nine times out of ten, like I'm not looking for advice. I'm just mm. looking for love. Yeah. You know what I mean? It actually yeah. sometimes frustrates me when I, I'm telling someone about mm. that thing and they give me advice. And it I know. It's like, I don't want to fix the problem. I just need you to hear me. And then, yeah, give me, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's uh, that, that's a, actually a great idea. It would be just somebody to chat to, but it's also, the, in a way, the same sentiments. I would just 
give her a big hug and be like, it's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. We all just need to be held, Tom. That's I, such a, I know. It's such a therapy image. My, my therapist said to me recently, like, she acted like it was actually almost exactly like that question. She was like, uh, you know, I was telling her about this thing that happened when I was younger and like, uh, and I was describing it to her and she literally was just like, okay, and just go up to that little boy and yeah. what do you want to do to him? And like, you know, it was like, it was just like, I just want to like hold just his hand like, yeah, and like yeah. give him a yeah. hug. And it was really it's just like a lot to be, it's just, just, it's not that complicated. Yeah. Just hold him. I know. Do you ever just get like, sometimes I get embarrassed about how simple I am. <laughs> no. Uh, like not no not in a not in a I don't really get embarrassed but I'm just like no oh, I know God. I know when you when you get into it and you're like wow we're just mammals just looking for yeah validation yeah 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 like it's so you're just like oh man yeah like it's I'm also kind of comforting though and you only know comforting. that because you've done all the work there's people who will never ask them themselves these kind of questions and they totally. spend a long time you think yeah very and like you forget that sometimes as well yeah you do you do but like to do what for this to be your podcast you have to be a fairly introspective curious yeah. person yeah you know? no yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've reconciled that with myself like that this is just my fascination this and is I'm, my I'm, thing I'm really happy with it I, yeah. I like it yeah. yeah you're really good at it I'm on board oh thanks love <laughs> um, come here thank you so much for doing this this has been great no problem um, obviously you are a very very busy person all across the country and beyond so um, is there anything that you want to tell us about uh, so we know where to find you um, uh, I have a website, um, that I put a lot of effort to in the summer. Um, so maybe I'd give that a look. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm dancing. I dance a lot. Uh, we're doing a tour of an opera I did last year in, in February and March. Uh, and then I'm going to do a show with another show with Junk Ensemble. But like, I don't know, I'm around, man. What's your, your website? StephanieDufresne.org. Awesome. How, what's, uh, what's a website beneficial? Uh, my website's funny because my father set it up for me without asking me seven or eight years ago and he used to run it and we until this summer and we had to have some very stern chats at one point because he started writing blog posts in the first person that is I, I know someone who's this happened we could oh. talk about my father at length uh, but we won't but uh, so I took it off from this year I think it is kind of useful I guess um, maybe for me because I do different I would say it'd be useful for you as well because I mm. do wear different hats sometimes it's good to have it all consolidated in one place mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I can curate because you know yourself Google yeah. I don't know what's out there like yeah Ooh. and now especially sound grabs of us talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. penis size oh <laughs> don't worry it was mainly I led you down there <laughs> I'm a bad influence oh, no we're just we're yeah. terrible we're terrible. Great. <laughs> what a lovely sentence to end this. <laughs> Definitely Dufresne, thanks so much for playing personally. Thank you, Thanks, Tom. Woo. So, guys, that was the jaw-dropping Stephanie Dufresne playing personality bingo. Stephanie, if you're listening, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it. It was such a pleasure to uh, sit down with you um, for a little over an hour in that kind of a context and just really uh, get an insight into how you think, how you see the world, because I think it's great. Um, So a massive thank you to you. Um, In other news, guys, uh, I am going to be stateside uh, in the new year doing um, some work on a a new theatre show uh, in New York for um, a little over a week, which is really... Uh, exciting I'm spending my um, my Christmas period I know we're going to be right in the middle of it coming towards the end of it uh, in Brown Thomas uh, would you believe doing some shows because they've commissioned some theatre shows which is kind of gas uh, so I am there at the moment so if you're bopping about the Grafton Street area come in uh, see us um, sing a few songs do a bit of dancing all that good stuff um, because we're going to be there getting you into the Christmas spirit with loads of um, your favourite Christmas tunes some great showman stuff as well like some of that great Gatsby era kind of um more jazzy numbers, you know, a little bit uh, more relaxed, a bit more sass in those. So, uh, look, it's it's all a bit of crack, so get down to Brown Thomas and see us there. It's obviously not ticketed or nothing, it's a free event, so just pop in on the ground floor and uh, you should hear us making a racket every half an hour or so. Um, yeah, guys, as I said, look, we're coming into the new year now. Um, I suppose it's that time of year where I wish you a happy Christmas. I think that's my first time saying Happy Christmas this year, but it is that time of year. And um, what a year it, it, it's been um, for myself, for the podcast. I hope you've had an amazing year uh, as well. And I certainly hope that we will see you in the new one. Guys, tune in next week for another episode of Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moore.